Hello, this is Ray Gelato, and welcome to Gelato's Podcasts, um, my brand new series of podcasts. Uh, I've been in the game, the music game, for many, many years uh, as an entertainer, saxophone player, vocalist, band leader, what have you. And um, as you can imagine, uh, I've gathered some uh, very, very funny stories along the way and along my travels. And um, I think, you know, this podcast, basically, Gelato's Parlour, is uh, is gonna we're gonna talk about music, people, places, life, London. We're not just gonna talk about music, but some of the stories I've come across in my thirty plus years as a professional musician out there on the road. Um, I've got some really amusing things that I think you'll enjoy hearing. Um, and I'm also gonna tell you today on this uh, version, this version of uh, Gelato's Parlor, of the two times I worked for the Mafia. Yeah, that's right. You've heard it. I did work for the. Uh, I did work for those people, and I'll tell you, and uh, it was very, very interesting. Well, the first occasion was in Carnegie Hall, and it was in the early 90s, I think about 1992. And uh, what happened was, we got a call from somebody in Italy, not uh, not in the United States, and they said, would you like to play at Carnegie Hall? And we had an agent at the time, and the agent spoke to me. And I said, nah, you're kidding, this is a joke. Carnegie Hall? You know the old saying, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Well, son, you practice, <laughs> you know, I thought. And especially at that time, you know, we were um, not hugely experienced. But anyway, we um, we got this call, and uh, it actually happened. And we were being flown out to New York, and on the bill, I found out there was a couple of Italian artists. It was called Napoli del Mondo, I think I recall, and it's uh, that was uh, Naples in the world. So it was a program that was produced in Napoli that was going to be shown at Carnegie in Carnegie Hall, New York, televised everything, live concert. And on the bill, uh, if I remember rightly, there was the big band leader, uh, Lionel Hampton. Now, Lionel Hampton was a figure from the 1940s, incredible musician, vibraphone player, drummer, piano player, singer. I mean, he um, was a big influence on what I do. And I have had seen him before. They used to call him Hamp, Hamp. And I'd seen him with his big band, and he was a huge influence on me, as I just said. And uh, I had, you know, I was really looking forward to seeing him again. So I was pretty thrilled. There was Roberta Flack on the bill. And now I can't remember if it was Ray Charles or James Brown. Um, but incidentally, uh, I'll get ahead of myself a little bit. They didn't turn up. So I think, if I remember rightly, it was Lionel Hampton, Roberta Flack, us, and a couple of Italian artists. And it was presented by an Italian uh, TV star at the time, who, who I can't remember the name. But um, so we get on the plane, we get to New York, we get to Carnegie Hall, and we're met in a in a in a black limousine. We're met by a black limousine and a guy who called himself. He says, "Hey, I'm Uncle Dino, Uncle Dino." Honestly, and the guy had like a polo shirt on slacks you know trousers uh black loafers and no socks and he was um you know he looked the part if you know what i'm trying to say so i remember at that time we didn't have work permits either and uh you know we were all worried about how to get through because we had our saxophones and trumpets and whatever you know what the band needed and uh we i said to him i think on the way walking to the car in a limo i said uh, uh mr dino you know um nice to meet you how come we uh, we didn't need any work permits here? He goes, uh, don't worry, I, I got friends in immigration. So <laughs> we kind of knew, you know, what, what was going on. Uh, we weren't really scared. It was quite a funny, quite an experience. So we, we, we do the drive into um, from JFK into New York City for the hotel. And the driver, 
literally looked like the the epitome of one of those guys you see in the film, like like a lefty character. Uh, I don't mean lefty politics, but I mean hey, lefty. And he had the bent nose and everything. It was a hilarious. So we're all kind of looking at each other. We get taken to the hotel, and we uh, we get involved in the rehearsals, you know. And there was indeed uh, Lionel Hampton on, Roberta Flack, and us. And um, we played. Now let me think what they asked for. I think they asked for two songs: Buonasera, Signorina, and O oh Marie, O oh Marie, we're Marie. The couple of Italian things we were doing at the time, and uh, it was funny. So we went through the rehearsal. We watched Lionel Hampton rehearse, which was a, a a great experience in itself because you're talking about a guy that started out in the 1920s, and he had a big band of a bunch of young guys. And I'll never forget he he basically had a hospital tag on his arm. He must have been 90 at the time or, or close on that. So we had one of those hospital tags on, right? And uh, he'd obviously been been in the hospital and released for this um, this show. He looked good, you know. He's an immaculate, dapper little guy. But the way he rehearsed the band was um, was hilarious, you know. He obviously still thought he was back in the forties and, and paying these guys a fortune because he was a, he was a big star in his day. And uh, I remember the piano player said something, and he said, "Hey, Junior." He says, uh, Junior, there's plenty more piano players in New York, you know. And the guy kind of like sunk back in his, his piano stool. So anyway, we watched Hamp rehearse the band. We watched Roberta Flack, Ray Charles or James Brown. Again, as I said, I can't remember who it was, but didn't show up for some reason. Maybe it was a financial or contractual dispute. So there was all these Italian guys hanging around, you know, who were producing the show, who were a little bit sort of hysterical, you know, and they, they were asking me to say stupid things, you know, like... Um, do you like spaghetti, Ray? And, uh, yeah, you eat pizza. I mean, really inane crap, you know, but, uh, you know, I kind of just played along with it uh, and, and we did it. But there was all these kind of, like, mob guys hanging around, basically, and I think the whole thing was definitely put on by them. So in one of the breaks, Uncle Dino sort of said, hey, hey, fellas, come out, come outside, come outside and go offer your hot dog. Yeah, you want a hot dog, you want a hot dog, forgot about it. All this, and he actually spoke like that, you know, so he gave us a hot dog. He was a nice fella, you know, he was quite funny. But I remember seeing the dark side of him because um, backstage, uh, our bass player at the time, um, a guy called Clark Kent, we used to call him Clark Kent because he looked the spitting image of Clark Kent. Uh, his real name was Anders James. He's still a very, very dear friend of mine and, and connected in the, the band still. But um, he's a great bass player, but he... Uh, he said, Ray, look, this bass is no good. His bass was terrible. So Uncle Dino says, I don't worry, I take care of it. I take care of it. And he picks up the phone and uh, uh, he, he phoned up the bass company. He just says, hey, the bass sucks. Bring another one down right now. And uh, within about 10 minutes, there was another bass, you know, so we knew you wouldn't mess with his character. And um, it was it was pretty amusing because... Um, we did the show, you know, it went it went down really well. We played Carnegie Hall, man. I was looking around and you had all the white white uh, orn ornamentation, the gold and the red seats. And it was an audience. God knows where this audience came from. The the gig is still a mystery to me because it was a it was like a, a audience of mostly Italian people. Um American Italians, but also real, you know, Italian Italian people. And um I remember we got to, we watched Lionel Hampton and we uh Oh, one other story quickly about Lionel Hampton. I was telling you about the inane inane uh, things that, that people say so they interviewed me a little bit and they asked stupid questions and, and then they went to Lionel Hampton you're talking about a guy that had been in the game you know all his life and um you know he's a jazz legend or was a jazz legend and uh they put the mic to him and they says oh Lionel Mr Hampton uh uh what you like about what you like about Italy you've been to Italy what you like and um he just sort of said he went I, I like the spaghetti over there 
<laughs> the whole thing was completely bizarre. You had that Lionel Hampton, these hysterical Italians, absolutely hysterical. And you had uh, and the, 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 the kind of mob guys like Dino and his cohorts wandering around who would put this whole thing on. So, uh, you, you know, we were, we were laughing, but also, you know, we, we didn't want to step out of line too much. But I do remember as well, there was a huge shout up between Roberta Flack's manager and one of these Italians because they asked Roberta Flack to do something. She didn't want to do it. And they got a bit, they uh, got the hump, you know. And Roberta Flack's manager, this huge black guy, you know, he was he was yelling at this guy, you know. He goes, "You're not listening to what I'm saying. You're not listening to what I'm saying." So there's all this kind of stuff going on. But the the thrill for me was really working with Roberta Flack and Lionel Hampton. You know, we got we didn't speak much, but uh, we we did our thing. And I, I was the kid on the bill. You know, I was only in my twenties, late twenties at the time, I think. And um, and that was it, really. Then the end of it was 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 really beautiful because we got taken up to um. The top of Carnegie Hall, there was like a, an area which was, uh, they, they'd made into a catering area in a restaurant and there was an after show party and all these um, Uncle Dino and his mates were hanging around and they were going to me, you know, hey kid, it's fantastic, you know, we, we love the show, we love the show, we hope to see you again, you know, and of course I never saw him again, but they put on some beautiful Italian food and there was all things like, you know, Capicola and uh, what they call it, Capicola, Copper, we, we call it. But they were, yeah, have some gabagool, kid, have some gabagool and, and uh, galamar, you know, it, that was fantastic. But anyway, the other time I, I, I um, worked for the uh, the outfit, so to speak, was in in, uh, in Philadelphia. And this must have been going, this is going back, let's think, it's going back about 13, 14 years, I think. And um, I work with a great Philadelphia-based band called the City Rhythm Orchestra. And they're um, really nice guys. I still still go out to work with them. So every couple of years, I'll go out and do a little tour on the East Coast. And uh, so I went out once uh, th th this this many years ago, and uh, we did something in New York, and we uh, we played this restaurant. Um, maybe I'm not going to say what the name is, just in case. Um, but uh, we played this restaurant in South Philadelphia, and it was billed as a tribute to Louis Prima. And um, so we get there, and, I, and these guys in the band were, were ribbing me. They said, you know, if, if they don't like you, Ray, they're going to break your legs, you know. <laughs> Lots of laughing, you know, as you do. So it's it's a nice little restaurant. They set it up like a lounge, and they give me like gave me nice publicity. You know, European sensation Ray Gelato to make it something different. And anyway, to cut a long story short, I I I was standing at the bar, and it was full of the cast of The Sopranos or Goodfellas or whatever. All these guys wandering around, sort of dyed black hair, and some young, some older. And, uh, and all this kind of thing, and all in sports jackets and immaculately dressed and, you know, looked like they worked out, quite intimidating characters. And uh, so I'm standing at the bar and I said to the band leader, a friend of mine, I said, hey, Pete, um, are, the, you know, are, these, are these real real mob guys or, or, or what? You know, because I, I don't know, you know, this is right in the heart of South Philly, the Italian district. And he says, well, these guys, a lot of them are kind of wannabes, you know, they're, 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 he goes, but these are the real guys. And he pointed to this table discreetly, of the most decrepit old men you've ever seen. <laughs> and these guys were ancient, and I, I guess they were running South Philadelphia, you know. So anyway, we played, and we had a really nice gig, you know, everybody enjoyed it, a rowdy crowd, absolutely rowdy crowd, all these kind of girls on the tables and guys that joined. And I, I got to sit down with the, uh, with the old boys. They said, hey, hey, kid, come sit, sit here, sit down. So I sat down, you know, and, uh, hey, we like that very much. How come a guy from England can sound like Louis Prima? Now, you know, I don't sound like Louis Prima, but I got those influences. And, 
you know, hey, we saw Louis in Atlantic City, and they were telling us these stories, but they were very nice, and they were baffled that, you know, me being an English guy and speaking in a, I guess, a, I can't mean, London accent, could do the stuff, you know, they were genuinely baffled. But um, the last part of the story was, because we don't want to make it too long, was we got taken again to a, a nightclub afterwards. I mean, the old the old fellas didn't go. They probably went home to bed and had a couple of sambuca and cocoa or whatever it was. But we got taken by, by somebody organised of the gig, a couple of members of the band, the band leader, me. And I remember this guy called Nicky, a small guy, quite an intimidating character. He had kind of kind of crazy eyes, you know, the, the sort of quiff. He looked like a good fella's Lord God, uh, Sopranos extra. And, uh, you know, he was very nice to me. So we had some drinks and we got taken to a roped-in area at this club. It was like the... the uh, Got the the red braided rope that, that's the area our private area so we sit down that's when I knew the, the guys were quite serious so they bought me a drink you know we bought a drink you know, had some drinks and a, a few nibbles and anyway they, they were playing rap music you know the club deafening rap music and this guy Nicky looked at me he says hey Ray kid you like this music you like it I don't know what to say he's got these crazy eyes he's kind of looking at my forehead I love that what do I say? Does he like rap or, or does he not like rap? I don't know what to say. So I thought, well, I'll chance my arm. So I says, no, I, I hate it. You know, I really don't like it. It's a noise. And he says, the kid's great. He goes, you got to be an animal if you like this music. Yeah, the kid's great. Like that. And anyway, <laughs> I, I escaped with my life. So that's the story. And look, thanks for listening to Gelato's Parlor. And uh, I hope to give you a few more of these uh, uh, funny sort of tales. And uh, thanks very much. Take great care of yourselves. We'll see you on the next one.